Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. This week we discuss our win over Perth, we talk to defender Dylan Fox, and discuss the rest of round four fixtures. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Pete, Josh and Morrow. How are you guys? Winning pod, baby! <laughs> About time. It's good, yes, isn't it? Yes, babes. What'd you say? We've won 17 times in the last... 109 games was my, by my calculation. 17 wins in the last 109 games. It's so good. that's 17 winning pods. Maybe take away a couple <laughs> that we might not have done. So like 15 winning pods in the last, what, four seasons. Is that just league games or is that FFA? League games. Game, just so, league and games. Stadge has got three of those wins. Yeah. Oh, mate, unbelievable. Not, re- not that unbelievable, actually, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Quite realistic. Fred's question, which we typed up for him. How are we feeling after the weekend's result? It's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming home. Pete's been waiting home. for that moment for a couple of minutes now. Oh, mate, top six. we're winning it from six, baby. It's happening. You know it. We're winning the league, all right? Let's just go all the way. We're winning the league. Six And City's good. the next victim. Six does feel good. Imagine how good it's going to feel when we go above We've got nosebleeds. And was it... Uh, <laughs> I'm not used to being up this high. What's going on? sickness, yeah. yeah. Yes. Look, at, look at who's below us. There's some big big scalps below us. Melbourne Victory, they haven't really started firing this year, but biggest of all, well, not biggest of all, but happiest Best of, of all. all. <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> and they got absolutely <laughs> smashed on Friday night. And how Which good was predicted. it? Yes, we did. You predict. did. Mm, you did. Yes. I didn't. I thought maybe by one, but you know, you were right. You wanted sitting by two or three. You just wanted to keep your little statistic analysis of yeah, true. Uh, my OCD stat of all the games <laughs> being decided by less than one goal was gone after that game. And but Newcastle ruined it for us. If it. it's Newcastle that ruined it with a loss, then I'm happy. To, I'm more than happy to get rid of it. My heart palpitations didn't come back, which was good. Well, that's good. I was expecting them to. But well, I was you, you, you probably could have after that second half. I was oh. going to say, how could you possibly have not had oh, heart palpitations oh, oh, oh. during that second From half? From like the 60th minute, we're just like, Crikey. okay, let's just park everyone. Let's just park that big old bus and try and hang on. I was like, oh, God, sweaty, this, this is going to happen. Sweaty, sweaty second half. Absolutely. But can, uh, are we going to talk about our game right now? Yeah, we're we going to go straight, straight into, straight into, into it? it. We didn't let Perth play. True we? that. And GG and uh, Millen just... Shut them out. Is completely. it safe to say that's the best half of football we've played in a long time, the first half? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we could have been three or four or five up. Well, maybe not five. I'm getting ahead of How myself. generous. <laughs> <laughs> definitely could have been three or four up at half time if, if we took a couple of those other chances mm. that fell our way. Um, completely dominant throughout the whole first half and didn't really give them a sniff. And it was so pleasing to see. Well, the Milan strike that hit the post, that could have easily have gone in. The yeah. DDS thing where he, you know, he got the ball stuck under him. That's two goals we could have had. So, yeah, it was it was great to see us play that well. And then, obviously, second half was uh, everyone, I think, was sweating bullets, um, hoping that we were going to hang on. And I have to say, I was so glad that we hung on because I think in previous seasons we'd have folded like, you know, a pack of... What, what's, that, what's that saying? We've folded like a pack of cards or deck of cards or whatever it is. House of cards. House, House of cards, cards, there we go. We got there in the end. It was interesting to see that, you know, without a striker, we had a front three that would take turns. Like So all 11 players would sit behind the ball at, point, at mm. points. And then whenever we won it, either uh, two of those three, one would lead the line right up to the last defender and the other one sort of follow him up. And then the other one, who would receive the ball from one of our DMs, would then find a way up to the front too. 
it was a really interesting way of playing. And a lot of times that was, you know, that was Milan sort of. He's he's a vital vital player for us. And I think um, Galifuoco Galifuoco has has been sort of under bit under the radar as well. I think he's played pretty well. Yeah, I've said that a few times now. That um, he went under the radar a bit. I think on on Sunday. Um, for a lot of people, but he was spectacularly solid, in my opinion. A lot of times we won that ball. Game. A lot of times we won that ball. You look at the number on the back of the jersey, number six. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. So he's he's been yeah good signing, a good pickup um, so far for my money. Him and Milan sort of starting to form a pretty solid DM partnership. And don't forget about Stensness as well. Mm, you know, Stensness yes, probably absolutely. probably wasn't as hot as he was in the first two rounds of the season. Um, but still, again, an, another really solid performance from him. So, you know, this midfield that we've got, and, you know, we keep harping on about it, but I, I think it's one of the strongest that we've had. An interesting formation too. Yeah, that box midfield that mm. you referred to before in the rota- rotating front three, sort of um, mixing up with the focal point of the attack there, gave Perth no end of headaches, and we created a lot. It was um, really pleasing. And they're really working hard at the moment, isn't they? Like, that, that, that's the thing that we started the season working harder. We were working hard in the FFA Cup, and that was really noticeable. But now what started to happen is we've, we've added this little sort of segment of quality on top of that hard work. We saw Danny De Silva picking up balls in the middle of our own half and beating two players with, you know, that, that um, quality that he has to go around a player with quick feet. He was and, outstanding. Um, yeah, he was. And Different he player this year, isn't absolutely. he? Yeah, he's, he's really burning up the pitch at the moment. And, and it just looked like effort over the last few weeks. But in this last week or, or these last couple of games, he's really started to show a bit of that um, quality that we... You that know. flair that we know he has, along yeah. with the work rate that he's put in. Pleasing thing for me as well is our fitness um, looks to be streets ahead of where it was last year. You know, last yeah. year we we were absolutely dying after after 70 minutes. And you saw a few players going down with yeah. cramp um, last week. But it's, it's not going to be easy when you're playing over in Perth in the, in the middle of the afternoon um, in, you know, sort of late 20 degree heat. Um, still early in the season as well, but I think the fitness has been... Well, it was good to good. see both Tongik and uh, Simon come on and did a decent job, especially Tongik. Mm. And that, that lung-busting run in the <laughs> final minute. Yeah, I, was I love that. it when centre-backs go on those marauding so runs. Impressed. I'm going on an adventure, boys! And you know, how, you know the best thing about that was is that Milan in the 95th minute is running and making an option, giving him an, op- yeah. an option, and that's that's just awesome. How to good see. is that? How good yeah. is that? Yeah, for, for, for him to get through ninety. It's just that extra thing. effort. It's mm-hmm. that extra effort that has not been there for the past few years. And that's right across the team. They are really playing for each other at the moment. Like there's yeah. there's hard work. All you can around. tell the camaraderie is there. Yeah. It's great. Looks fantastic. They're, they're all sort of united and they've got the right coach, the best coach. I think we're hearing that from a lot of the players mm. as well when we, when we speak to them, you know, either on or off the pod, that they're saying that, you know, this is the closest group of players that, that they can remember being part of as well. Um, and it's, it's great to see that coming back into the club because that's what we've lacked over the last few years and obviously results don't help that or haven't helped that. Um, if we can now go on a run of two or three or four games where we're picking up points, um, you know, even if it's just a draw or, or you know, picking up the win, hopefully, um, you know, Sunday's going to be a massive shot in the arm in terms of morale yeah. and, and confidence for the boys. We need to now carry that into this week and the weeks beyond as well. And Silvera. Cracking finish. Oh. My heart beats for Silvera. <laughs> <laughs> that that finish gives me air. That, that win and finish. Is it Jacob Tratt who had a career in the A League up until that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was ruined. 
completely cut, ruined. I hadn't even realised till just before that he had only just come onto the yeah. pitch, mm. and um, Silvera's just sized him up. And well, yeah. the funny thing is, is that the guy that he came on got dragged for not playing well, and then Trat comes on and then gets schooled by a kid. I think it was an injury. Yeah, Popper yeah. said oh, at really? half time it was an yeah. injury. Oh, yeah. Okay, he said in the presser he got dragged. Yeah. So nah, either you, one. When Trat came on, you can see Silvera eye him up and size him up. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, he knew he had him beat straight clearly away. Clearly, had him beat. <laughs> very, very <laughs> average wanting, defending, yeah. wasn't it? He sort of, he sort of got the ball sort of stuck under his feet, and he didn't know he was in two minds of what to do with it. And Silvera just goes, "Thank you very much. I'll grab that." Yeah, turns away from him and then smashes Quarty it finish. into the bottom corner. Yeah, uh-huh. to get that out from Absolutely. under your feet, to, to hit that from under your feet with such power and accuracy. Oh, fantastic! And the just brilliant tail on it, like a, just yeah. that tail there to sneak it in at the far post. Ready was just. A spectator. <laughs> and the De Silva finish was a good one as well. He, he missed that earlier chance and after Milan hit the post, but then he definitely made up for it with that finish into the bottom corner. Slaughtered it in. Can't yep. believe that that post wasn't broken off after one you know, <laughs> fell down in Melbourne last year. That, that ding would have been nice in the, being there in the ground. It would have been made a big ding. Clisby and Ziggy both got yellows uh, when the team did seem to tire a bit in the second half. Is that a bit of a worry? That Ziggy yellow, I remember, was a load of crap, in my opinion. It was yeah, pretty soft. I think it had been coming, though. It was probably an accumulation. Yeah. It was, yeah. Okay. It was, it, uh, I think it was only his second foul, though, to be, to be honest. Mm. And he, um, well, he made up for it after that. But he's a, mar- fouls, <laughs> yeah. he, he's, he's a Mariners player, so <laughs> obviously if, if he fouls two or three times, he's going to get the card. There was, yeah, I mean, both of them... We're probably lucky to stay on the pitch, to be yeah. honest. Clisby more so than, than Ziggy. But oh, yeah. the pleasing thing for me, though, was was Ziggy seems to be improving week on week. Um, you know, there was a few murmurs after the first couple of weeks that oh, he looks unfit, so he looks too slow, he's not going to get forward, he's not going to get up and down the pitch. He's not the quickest right back we've ever had. Um, but his work rate on, on Sunday, again, I think was, um, was better than, than we've seen so far. And he was getting up and down, um, providing more of an outlet, um, getting forward and defensively solid, if not spectacular. I'd, I'd agree with that 100%. I think Ziggy's pretty solid defensively. I think he's, you know, you can trust him to defend well. Going forward is a different story. You know, you know he's, he's not got the best pace in the world and he's probably not going to make a lot of over, overlapping runs. But if he's, you know, solid defensively, then I'm more than happy for that. And for you know other players to take over on the right to try and create, but I don't think we can be glum about the yellow cards. The we were playing against a top shelf side. I mean, arguably the best front three. A very poor first half, but in the second half they were good and we did yeah. really well to so, hang on. So you know, just the, the it, when you dig in like we did dig in in this game, generally we lose. But um, in this case, then if you're going to get away with it like we did get away with it, then you're really going to have to give up the odd yellow card. And so I thought, you know, we did what we had to do and uh, we looked, at, even though I did experience some palpitations, Jimmy, that you didn't, then <laughs> then I don't think the palpitations were as bad reason. as certain other games that we've been in and, and probably should have taken points out of because I, there was a just a little bit of confidence there I don't know mm. where it came from but I think that's come from Stadge I reckon I felt sort of I felt sick to my stomach probably in the 80th minute thinking oh god it's gonna happen like I'm sort of thinking that it's gonna happen as usual we're gonna concede and then maybe concede a winner but I, just I was pleasantly supplied pleasantly surprised that it didn't happen and that we hung on and I was very very happy it was uh, very hard not to cheer and yell out because we just put my one-year-old son to bed <laughs> difficult How, yeah like we just mentioned the tongue mm. run and you know just sort of holding it up to milan and then as soon as the whistle going just yelling out to you know get the f in so it was bloody good it was, it was a bloody good feeling to win games i want i want more of it 
as Jimmy or Pete pointed out, we wanted to um, abuse Stan Lazaridis for his role in the commentary box. (laughs) You mean Stevie Wonder? The the backhanded compliments. I'm really surprised how well the Mariners are doing today. Oh, surprisingly, mate, the Mariners are playing quite well so far this half. (laughs) Oh, surprisingly enough, the Mariners look good value for their late year. Cheers, Stan. Uh, How about shut the beep up? I like how you censor your own swear words. Tell us what you really <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, we don't make money on this podcast. So <laughs> I have to introduce my own beeps. Yeah. I think we yeah, need... There's no, quota. We, there's no quota for swear words. I think we need background sound, though. I think the fans would love if I just beeped out everything you said. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, every every hey. time Aaron speaks, you just hear, beep. It's just uh, elevating music instead. It's like I, I it's like Big Brother. It's like Big, Big Brother from back yeah. in the day where just you see this beep. We were asking for ideas. I think there's merit in that one. What, bird song? No, nah, shutting me up. Yeah, I'll just replace it with something else. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> Abba's greatest hits. Or you, you make, like, you put his mic down like the Alvin and the Chipmunks. You know, every time he talks, you just hear his <laughs> really, like, Alvin and the Chipmunks voice. If you would like to listen to last week's episode at 1.5 times speed, which is quite <laughs> funny, just hit us up and I'll send you a link. I <laughs> uploaded it. It's quite funny. Anyway, um... We'll do the rest of the games. Sydney 4, Jets 1. Oh, you love Hello. to see it. You love to see <laughs> it. Suck shit scum. Some, uh, they were garbage. They were honking. Yeah, they were bad. Yes. Yeah. Sydney, I, I thought Sydney were okay, but I don't think Sydney were anything spectacular to win so easily. No, Jets were poor. Mm-hmm. Some very, good finishing, though, in there. Like uh, that LaFonda second goal, was it? Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. I liked it. Yes. Kofta, Barbarouss's. Just ran straight in. Yep. <laughs> Mate, mate, they had nothing. The, the snake scored their goal, but then he got schooled a couple of times in defence. So that wasn't really surprising, was it? Isn't that standard? Well, like, we got used to it last season. Yeah, when we? when we played the Jets in that famous victory, did he was he not responsible for the two goals we scored? Yeah, they both came the down his side, and, and yeah, yeah, I think four again, of the goals in the game were his fault. Again, <laughs> well, definitely two of them. I'd put down to to his poor effort. In defence on Friday night, yeah. Mm. Mm. You love to see it. Well, you absolutely love to see it. He was never a defender when he was here, was he? West Sydney, nil, raw, nil. It was a very poor exhibition of football. Yeah, let's not talk about this. uh, Complete stalemate. Victory two, Western United three. Conversely to what I just said, a very decent exhibition of football victory going two goals up pretty early in and you think they uh, they might have been cruising after that all the two even and I think opening the scoring there that was um, a brilliant goal but it was less than a minute between them kicking off and conceding yeah this again. Is the second goal yeah, yeah. But um, Western Sydney fired back. Obviously, Diamante pulling West the strings United. in midfield. Western Sydney, Western United. Get a real name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Diamante pulling the strings in midfield. He Not is a goal. good acquisition for them. And what a finish from him as well from the edge of the area. Mm. Mm-hmm. The, well, I uh, thought that, I thought just on the victory, when they were 2-0 up, I'm thinking, oh, God, this is going to be like a 4 or 5-0, mm. I thought. But then credit to Western United for coming back and winning the game. When they were two 0 down after what eight minutes, I thought they're not going to win. This. They're obviously not going to win the game. But credit to them, you know, getting their first ever win. That's their first win, isn't it? Yeah, first yeah, ever I t- win. I tell you what's strange. I know City are top of the table, but I just consider the other two Melbourne teams as better football teams. 
I don't know why. It's just because I don't care about City, I guess. They're yeah. so irrelevant. You know, when, when Western United played Melbourne City the other week, it was the you know the, the irrelevant derby, I guess you could call it. <laughs> if we you're looking for names it. for the new so-called Melbourne derbies, and there you go, there's one for that. Yeah, we have Plastic Cup. Yeah, we gave it the Plastic Cup. Plastic Cup. Yeah, yeah. no, play on. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, you, you tend to forget about City. They're quite um, irrelevant. It's strange because yeah. they're at the top of the table and everyone's like... Oh, okay. Yeah, meh. <laughs> <laughs> All three of their fans are probably cheering loud, though. Mm. But they call this a derby. Well, yeah, the yeah. Foxtel were trying to build it up to to call this um, victory Western United the the new Melbourne derby. Because every every game every game's got to be a derby, according mm. to Fox. Yeah, well, that's that's well, right. Surely, there's more hatred between Melbourne and Geelong than Melbourne and other Melbourne. Like, if the other Melbourne was a different, you know, class or you know, sort of segregation of, of the populace, then mm. fine. But they're not. It's just neighbour versus neighbour, really. I think the Western, United fan, the Western United fan base that they want to get are already victory. Because I think victory already have already dominated, don't you think? That sort of outer part of Melbourne? No, I don't think so. You don't think? No. Okay. Well, that's, I've got to wonder where, like, you know, the victory oh, and have got so many, me- the most I'll, members and big, got biggest a, crowds. I've got a bit of a beef with uh, Geelong area football. Their logo is very much like ours. What, the ball and the waves and the whatever? With the headphones. Oh, the oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you literally copied our logo. I think you sent them through the other. Yeah. 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 We're going to have to, um, yeah, we'll meet them for a scrap. <laughs> Send a cease and desist notice. <laughs> And then the other game was City 3, Phoenix 2 with the uh, contentious VAR the, decision. The three letters Oof. of doom, VAR. Is that a derby? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, um, a relevant Melbourne, uh, irrelevant Melbourne versus next team to be kicked out. <laughs> derby sort of thing. So. Louis Fenton gets my man of the match just purely for his post-game interview. Yep. Uh, Where he said uh, it was fact. It's fact. Fact. <laughs> It's a fact that it didn't hit his arm. And of course, of course, that has to be the winning goal, that ridiculous penalty awarding. Mm. Yeah, I guess ultimately yeah. it was in the end. Um, but uh, Archie Thompson, what are you doing grabbing Fenton straight after a game like that? What do you think's going to happen? That's the best thing Archie's Brilliant done. Brilliant <laughs> That is the best thing Archie has done ever since he became a bloody commentator for yeah. Fox. No, if, if Fenton picks up a fine or anything like that for that, then Thompson should have to foot the bill, in my opinion. Mate, I think A League fans in general should share that cost because we all enjoyed it. Oh, surely. chip in, yeah. Oh, oh, Thompson's known that. for making bad decisions, like not vaccinating his kids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, got him! <laughs> Why you got to needle him like that, Jimmy? Well, <laughs> <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Galloway's goal was good for City, but other than that, the game was uninspiring. Yeah, Galloway only scores bangers though, doesn't yeah, he? he? Yeah, does. he does. Yeah, yeah. He, he scored that one goal for us, I remember, in the derby. Yeah, that, up there. That was like the only thing that he ever did for us, but, you know, at his fifth club at age like 23, so good on him. A um, couple of things. I forgot last week to thank Gavin and Kylie for the donation to the pod. Um, you can always donate if you see us in person or talk to the club and uh, just let them know you want to donate money to the pod so we can keep it going. Thank you. Thank you, we Gavin love you. and Kylie. Love Thank you. you. Love you. We love you. Update on Jair. He is still training with us. He is training well. Um, his fitness is improving. Uh, but we're waiting on Stadge to return from after the Melbourne City game for a decision to be made on that player. 
Do well, we do we need him? Yeah, well, well, the whole we did not starting a striker thing worked out. So do we just persist with the the whole false nine? I think. Thing? Look, if one of those three aren't playing, then yeah, mm. and that that can always happen through injury or through cards yeah. or. That's true. Our depth, knowing our, us, our depth in the front third isn't exactly spectacular. Um, hopefully, Jair's cheap if he comes in. Um, because I personally would only see him as a depth signing. I, I didn't say my piece last week. I wasn't here. Um, I don't personally rate him. So if he's if he's there as a depth signing, fantastic. But um, yeah, we'll see we'll see how he goes. Hopefully, Stage can get the best out of him anyway. I think just on the basis of having options, it's worthwhile because we've got you know I thought in this game uh, on the weekend we used our options a little bit better. I don't know what the thought was with changing what we had up top, but I liked the fact that we were bringing Maddie Simon on late. Or got injured, hey? Or, or was injured? Yeah, but where was the expert? Well, Jordan Murray was injured, wasn't he? I don't think he was at a hundred percent. He might have. Uh, he he did tell us after the. Um, Newcastle game that he picked up a bit of a hamstring strain. In that they game. are going straight from Perth to Melbourne, so maybe they just want to include him on the whole thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, mm. yeah. No. Oh, I just like the idea that we've got options there because yeah. if we're not, if we're going to have a um, free spot, if you like, in the roster, then that's just a situation where Mr. Charlesworth gets away with not spending any money to give us a possibility of adding something to the squad. So if if Stadge thinks that it's worth adding him and he adds something, you know, that we can use as an option, then I think it's worth it. Um, something else. I wrote down other things. 100% Whopper, 0% Beef. No thanks. That's sounds, all I've written down. Sounds so. awful. Was that a derby? <laughs> <laughs> which, ga- which game was that in? That was an advert for our game. Oh, it was okay. a Hungry Jacks or okay. whatever they're called now. Well, I'm just saying, we had plenty of beef in the second half, mate. Well, one thing I found out over the weekend was that, that um, they're moving towards having the conversation between the refs and the VAR actually included in the, um, in the broadcast. Um, yes. So no, no telling how long that's actually going to take to implement. I know that in the media boxes at the stadiums, um, they do already hear those conversations taking place. Um, but, you know, it should be interesting to see how that works and if it creates more drama or placates some people or, or both. I think it's a double-edged sword um, because as our friend of the show, James Walker, said during the week, you know, you're going to hear them coming up with some interesting explanations um, for what we may not necessarily perceive to be correct. As we said last week, it's just shifting the blame from the on-field ref to the VAR. Yeah, and see how see what an incredible improvement it's made to the game. There's no controversy anymore. There's no referee <laughs> abuse. Yeah. It's brilliant, really, isn't it? The VAR. My my problem my problem is you know especially with the Fenton decision on the weekend and Jimmy, you would have seen the, the Delhi Alley decision in the Premier League um, on yesterday morning, Monday morning. Um, Ugh, that injury though. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to touch that. We, don't, we, we'll go, we won't. We won't touch that one um, until you know. The handball laws, for example, are absolutely watertight. We're still going to be having this conversation, and at the as it is, you know, we're having we're speaking more about the VAR than we are about the actual football games that are going on. We're speaking more about incorrect or, or what we perceive to be incorrect decisions than we are about the actual football games. Until you get those laws absolutely watertight, or you have an absolutely watertight system for this to be implemented, put it back in the sea where it belongs. Yep, should golf advantage. Yeah, an advantage I, I, gain than hey, a penalty. If there's not, then play don't, on. Don't fix what wasn't broke. It it's really was. Sense. It was really not any more broke than it is now. Like we've broken it now to the extent that everybody's peeved about the refs. Before yeah. this, it was just you know those of us who 
were a bit peeved about the occasional refing decision. They've tried for a to make it binary, time, and they've just made it worse. Yeah, just no, no. Anyway, here's the interview with Dylan Fox. Uh, we're joined by Dylan Fox. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you for joining us. All right, first question. What does the fox say? Is it ding, 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 ding? <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's it. Well yes. How many times do you get that? Yeah. Not a bad oh, rendition, it, actually. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I'm actually know that song, and I had to look it up, because people kept saying it to me. And then I just, every time people kept saying it, but I didn't, when it first came, I didn't actually know about it. Tell you why, I get it all the time now. <laughs> Dead set classic now. Right, sauce yeah. in the fridge or the cupboard? Um, cupboard. <sighs> yes, good. Master Foods, of course, yeah? Yeah, Master Foods. Yeah. Just checking. Definitely. Who was Definitely. your footballing idol growing up? Sporting idol? Football. Uh, you, you pick. Um, I'd say Beckham or Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo when I was oh, younger. I was going to say, you, so you chose the right a United fan? I was a United fan, yes. Yeah, very good. Oh, well. <sighs> Poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I, I said was. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh nice. who do you support now? Oh, shit, jump oh, <laughs> um, I think I was on the bandwagon as a kid, but I don't know, I didn't really keep up with the Premier League or like follow it hard out. Uh, anymore, but I'd say United is my Premier League team. Uh, definitely. Making a decision to come to a club with, um, you know, with our history of recent history, um, it's not a easy decision to make. What was the main thing that uh, Alan said to you that uh, made you, you know, to decide to sign with us? Yeah, well, last season when I was at. at Wellington and the back end when, when Stadge came in and I was kind of watching from afar and I seen the the last few games towards the end of the season, the Mariners, and seen the belief there and, and Stadge, what he brought in and um, then speaking to Stadge and where he wanted to bring the club and moving forward, I thought it was some something I wanted to be a part of and something that I wanted to um, join and, and, be, and be a major part in bringing success back to the club, you know, because the club obviously for years has been very successful and obviously the last few years haven't been, but look, I really wanted to be a part of that and, and just drive and drive the club forward, you know, and I thought it would be a good challenge and to get some game time. And yeah, it's it's been real good since I've been in and I've been loving it so far. So yeah, it's been a good decision. Really happy here, so. But yeah. it's um, obviously at 25 years old now, you're sort of coming into a really key period um, in your career. You've, you've signed for one year here at the Mariners. Um, you know, what, yeah. what's your aim or, or what are your goals over the next couple of years, I guess? Yeah, well, my goal is to be the best central defender in the A-League, you know, whether it's uh, Central Coast or any club where it is. Look, I'm loving my time at Central Coast. My goal is to be the best central defender in the A-League and, and that's what I want to achieve. And like I said, I'm really loving it in the coast at the moment. Um, not far from actually where I'm from in Sydney so close to family and whatnot. I feel I'm comfortable and look yeah just see what happens but I'm really enjoying my time here and um, yeah ready to push on so in the early part of the season we've noticed you know you formed an excellent partnership with uh, Kai Rolls in the centre of defence you're the elder yep. of the two do you sort of feel like you have a leader 
ship position in that in that partnership and that you have the responsibility to sort of pass on like any knowledge that you have to the younger guys in the squad? Yeah, look, I feel like that's just second nature, you know. Like, I guess I have picked up a few things when I was in Wellington playing with a lot of experienced defenders like Durante and Taylor and a few, just picked up little things off those players, you know. And I'm 25 now, I feel like I've got a fair bit of experience in the A-League and kind of um, had my trade at Wellington and time to push on now. But 25, I think it's just second nature, you know. Rosie, Rosie's got a good head on his shoulders and he works hard. And like I said, we've got, it is a young... Um, pairing, but look, we're both so hungry for success, and we just want to push on and, and give it all this season. And so far, it's been good. We just got to keep driving. So, how do you think the backline is shaping up after the weekend's performance? It was um, pretty tight finish to the game. It seems yeah. we're a much more solid unit than we have been in the past. Um, has yeah. Stadge brought in any particular ideas that are making that work so well? Look, I think it's just the desire to not to not get beat easily, you know. It's just that, that hunger to not concede. I think it's the whole team. The whole team just works hard. We get back on what you've seen in the last the second half. The whole team was, was helping out. You know, it's not just the back line. It's everyone in general. Looking back last season, watching Mariners games, it probably would have lost that game, you know. And just everyone has that belief and that we can push on and we can just win that game. And, and to get the three points in the weekend is big and just the belief in in the squad has just been um, been real good. Before you came to the Mariners, uh, you went for FC Anyang in K2. Can you tell us about your time there? Yeah, so I, um, I picked up an injury in at Wellington toward the back end of the season and the offer came in from Korea and I thought it would be a no-brainer to go over there and get fit. Um, get fit for um, the season just about to start and get fit to play probably halfway through that season there and to go over there and just do the rehab and whatnot and I went over there with, with the time frame to get fit and the um it was eight weeks or something I was supposed to be ready and it took a bit longer look because I was trying to get back as quick as possible obviously going over there as a foreigner trying to get back as quick as possible and it just kind of the injury took a bit longer for him and and then towards the end it just didn't work out between me and the club whatever it was but like I said I had a really good time in Korea enjoyed myself it just didn't really work out on the football basis because of the injury I've gone over there with Puff How, how the was the intensity over there compared to Australia? The intensity in training or yeah. in games? In, in training? Yeah oh, I guess it was quite similar to be honest with you quite similar um, it's probably yeah it's a lot I think it's a little bit more physical over there to be honest with you more powerful and stuff like that and um but yeah i said this my experience over there was was tough because i went over there injured so i think it would have been different i went over there straight away playing um but going over there injured i kind of started off on the wrong foot and and um yeah so look like i said i don't look back with any regrets or whatnot i enjoyed my time over there um look it's all worked out i'm, I'm happy here now at the coast and enjoy my football again so that's all that matters but as uh, as we said you know this season so far you've, you've really sort of been quite dominant at center back um for the mariners and we're starting to reap that benefit of having that sort of consistency with yourself and roles uh at center back there where, where do you think we can still improve though i think all, all around the park to be honest with you um there's obviously a fair few new players in the squad uh, we're all 
been playing together not that long, you know, and you can see that everyone's working hard and everyone's knowing their roles on the pitch. And look, everywhere on the pitch, we can improve. The back line, midfield, strikers, and look, if you're going to come with games, we'll keep pushing on and improving every week. And look, yeah, Stad has got us on the right path. So yeah, we're all we're all eager, eager to win games and and be the best possible team we can. I think something that a lot of fans have sort of realised about our goalkeeper situation the last couple of years is that it probably hasn't been at the level that we want, but that's definitely changed now with uh, Mark Birigidi, who's been fantastic for us so far. How important is it having a quality goalkeeper behind you in sort of giving your defence the confidence that it needs to succeed in a game? Yeah, definitely. It's obviously crucial to have a keeper behind you. He sees everything in front of us, you know, like, in the back line, we kind of see everything in front of us, and the Bears is behind us again, so he kind of sees everything in front of us. And just having him behind the security, knowing that he's he's coming off his line, he's helping us and making big saves and big games. And you know, it just brings a lot of confidence into the team. And, and um, yeah, having a, having a good keeper and we can diffuse situations and, and shots and make big saves is obviously crucial for a team. And yeah, Bears has been excellent so far, and we've got to keep pushing on. How often does he talk to you out there? Because we can't really hear because we, obviously he's facing away from us. Yeah. Is, is is you know is he's talking more than than others than other goalkeepers? Well, look, I think it's from my experience, all keepers kind of the same, all the same. You know, barking out instructions. Sometimes good instructions. Sometimes you take it in. You know, like sometimes keepers just shout for the sake of it and. <laughs> You know, yeah. that's kind of like defenders as well. I kind of do that as well. Boys probably thinking, what's he saying? But, you know, it's good to be loud. And But, yeah, his spirit is a good talker and um, a good leader at the back. So how how does Alan Stajic manage the team um, differently just from your experience than, say, Mark Rudin? We see Mark Rudin's been pretty successful last year and he's started out well this year, so obviously um, the players see something uh, good there. But um, how does Alan do that better? Obviously, two different coaches with two different philosophies, you know. Um, my experience with Rudin was, well, I think, was, was, was good. He, um, obviously, I didn't get the game time I wanted, but it was tough for me at Wellington with the likes of Durante and Stephen Taylor there and the experience they had and the way they were playing every week. So, um, well, just speak highly of Rudin and he had the, the team going last year when I was there and, and Stadge as well. Like, like I said, both. Good, good coaches and people that you want to play for and like Studge has, has been second to none and um, since I've been in he's, he's approachable and um, like I said he just brings up to the belief into the whole squad and everyone wants to fight for him and wants to wants to do well and like I said yeah it's just it's really good having um, him put faith in, into me so far in the season and I want to repay that faith so he's got to keep, keep doing well and, and yeah hopefully the results keep coming in Going back to the uh, Wanderers game earlier in the year, was that really a handball? And uh, what are your thoughts on VAR, and why is it trash? I think you know what I'm going to say. But I don't think I can say it. Oh, come on. <laughs> Fenton did, so, uh, you know, the floor is yours. Oh, that was great, I'll, wasn't it? I'll run you through it. I'll run you through it. Look, it's, the ball has gone over the head, and Ziggy's tried to clear it, and my own defenders hit my hand, and my hand was already there. Look. I couldn't do nothing to get out of the way. I didn't even see it. The ball's coming. It obviously hit me in, in the arm, but there's literally nothing I could have done about it. It was how it happened in the split second. Yeah. And look, all it has to be is consistent, you know. And to be fair, there's been a, 
I don't want to say too much, but look, in my opinion, I don't think it was, it was a penalty. But the ball has hit my hand, and but there's nothing I could have done. Are nothing sh- I could have done to get out of the way. Are you sure you weren't making your body bigger? <laughs> Definitely, wasn't. I'm pretty big, you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're you technically like. unnatural. Was according that natural to for you? VAR. Yeah. yeah look, let's change subjects because I don't want to get on the <laughs> Oh, God. All right, we'll, we'll, move, Johnny, we'll move on from now so we don't have a, uh, a Louis Fenton moment here, I guess. Yeah, it's fact. Yeah. It's fact. Louis fact. Fenton's a top bloke. <laughs> yeah. Louis Fenton's a top bloke. I play with him. Oh, you tell him. Honestly, yeah. like the nicest guys. Oh, I, I love to see it, yeah. He must have been really, really pissed off, you know? Oh, mate, when put in that position. I don't know who at Fox it, was, it would have been a, a it, great it idea It definitely was him. Fox Sports' fault for putting him live <laughs> yeah. on air and probably knowing how his, what his thoughts were and he just you know dropped two yeah. F-bombs. Great yeah. TV. <laughs> well, mo- moving on from, yeah. from the VAR, because we could go on about it for hours. Um, obviously, yeah. a short turnaround with, um, with the game coming up this Friday, looking to carry a bit of momentum into that one there. How are the boys feeling? Are you guys confident of a result? Yeah, definitely. Boys are boys are buzzing. Everyone's everyone's flying. There's no injuries as far as I know. Everyone's buzzing to get to the game on Friday and and like put another put another good performance in. And we have no doubt that we can if we do well, we can get another three points. And even before the Perth game, we've come in. Look, we had nothing to lose. Gave it everything. and We've got three points, and it'll be the same thing on Friday. So everyone's buzzing. Well, there's four of us heading down, so we're probably going to double the crowd size. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are the boys all so sitting around? Well, there. <laughs> <laughs> Are the boys all sitting around um, the pool, um, egging you on in this interview, or have you found a secluded place to uh, get away from that refresh? I was smart. Come inside and come inside. Otherwise, nice. I'd be getting bantered left, right, and centre. Yeah, that's what we were imagining. <laughs> we'll Damn. go back outside for a sec. <laughs> yeah, we're staying inside. <laughs> All right, so well, that's it. Thank you for joining us, Dylan. We uh, really appreciate it. No worries. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Love Bye. you too, mate. Thanks, mate. Bye. All right, upcoming in round five, City v CCM. It's been a long time since we got a result down there. I think Josh, you were saying before, <laughs> what was it, five 17, plus years? 17 games without a win in Victoria. You know, yeah. this is the 10th anniversary for Hart, and they played us in the first game. In the first game uh, they did. Were you down there for that? I was, one? I was yeah. That was the Wilco Bloody goal. Bloody cold. Now, was that the Wilco it goal? It was absolutely hammering down and the game got delayed. Was that the one? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah we were in Adelaide the week before for the Adelaide game. And then we drove across to Melbourne for that um, for oh, that, that game. That ge- was so we went from 45 degree heat one. and fires in Adelaide to flooding in Melbourne. Um, if it's the same one, might have been a different about. one. Okay, I can't remember. I just remember it re- being really cold. Anyway, mm, but um, yeah, it's it's been a long time since we got a result down there. I'll take a smash and grab draw. Yeah, I I'll, reckon I'll take the win. I'm I'm confident. <laughs> I want to take the win. They are missing I McLaren. I think that's that's a big one. You know. Their goals, you know, they did, they did score three on the weekend for sure, but without McLaren, they're not as potent. So I don't know. I'm I'm with Pete. I think you know I'd be more than happy with a with a draw, but you know I reckon we can we can do it. I reckon they're beatable for sure. If we if we're at you know the same if we if we played ninety minutes the same as we played the first half, there's no reason why we can't win the game. Every point that we get away is a point that we never won last year. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. Or the year before. Yeah. 
I'm with Peter. I think that we'll probably end up with the draw. I, I think that we're capable of getting the victory because we're, you know, we're going to be feeling pretty chuffed with ourselves. There's going to be plenty of confidence amongst the crew. So I think we've got a good shot at this, but I'm going to tip a draw. I reckon we can do it by one. Oof. But we'll need a dodgy VAR call or something stupid. <laughs> As if that's, that's not going to go in our That happens every game. <laughs> it might happen. Every game. Jets glory. Hopefully Glory come out pissed off that they lost to us and just completely smash them like just Sydney did. Just like Sydney did, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> against after West Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. If um, if Jets play anywhere close to what they were playing like on, on Friday night, then they are going to get absolutely toweled up. It's going to be two buyers in the A-League this year. <laughs> <laughs> Except you get a guaranteed three points in one yeah. of them. <laughs> And they and the funny thing is, is that they've got zero money and they can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of whispers about um, the Ledman Group looking to move them on because they can't afford to pump any money into the club. So, oh, mate, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Upsetting that we didn't uh, take him on as an owner, isn't it? <laughs> Western United, West Sydney Wanderers. Is this a derby? Western derby. <laughs> Western derby. <laughs> hang on. I'm just saying Gloria got that one. West, yeah. Glory got it in the hole? Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry. Western Sydney, Western... Oh, I can't tell. What are those teams' names? Who are they? <laughs> the Western Derby. The Western yeah. Derby. The yeah. Westies Derby. <laughs> Westies Derby. Yeah. I'm do. looking forward to that one. Yeah. What, Doe's in the car park competitions? Needle fines. At half time. <laughs> you know what? I reckon that they can get away with it too, Western all, United. All jokes aside, I think this will be an all right game. Yeah. I've been Western enjoying like coming off Diamante. the wind. He's, Wonder is he's playing well. Diamante's quality. Kone's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Um, Western Sydney Wanderers have got Muller to come in. Um, oh, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how he goes as well. Um, if that's a night game, I might try and get to that. I think that is the it's Saturday, a Saturday night, night game. It is seven thirty at, at Geelong. After a cup hunch, get me I'll some tell you tickets. What, yeah, I might. I might join you for that. That's I was going to fly mm. back on the sun on the Saturday, but I might. Yeah. That'll be on. Oh, I'll chat to my people. You gonna, what well, you say? You're gonna you're gonna give them a crowd figure, are you? You're gonna add <laughs> one to the crowd figure. <laughs> Two, mate. Come on. Well, count us <laughs> at members if we walk through those gates. That's right. Yeah, they're doing they're doing one game one memberships. Game mem- oh, <laughs> and they're counting that in their membership <laughs> yeah, total. So of course they are. you have the option to buy With a membership memberships as well. So yeah. So the membership basically works like you buy a membership inverted commas, um, and you can get access to two games for one person or one game for two people, and it, they're counting that towards their membership numbers. Mm. Sneaky, different. It's creative. They got to <laughs> they got to add numbers to it somehow. Because they're in the A League now, I just hope they do better than City have with numbers wise. I don't want to see another club fall over like North Queensland or Gold, Gold Coast. Coast. Yeah, um, no, it would be sad to see them fall over, but I think they might I have been bought in <laughs> maybe a year too early with you know still barely any movement on their stadium or anything like that. Um, Hopefully they can get some traction though. You know, I didn't mind seeing Gold Coast go because of you know the whole Clive Palmer thing, but North Queensland, there's a decent football community mm. up there and they don't have a team. Yeah, and we sort of ruined that them. now, haven't we? Yeah. I think that's the something A-Lo to look case. at in the future for you know to try up there again. I think sure you, gets we, right. we may see something, we may see a Phoenix Club um, rise up there sort of thing. But um, not the Wellington But, not the, 
I'm not saying that Wellington are necessarily going to lose their licence, but I'm not not saying it. Well, surely they're going to have to put in two. They're going to have to have the Cape York team and a North Queensland team oh, so I'd they can have a Derby. There's <laughs> no other reason. Oh, the, the Whit Sunday, what, what was that the team? Whit the Whit Sunday Crusaders yeah. Magpies United. <laughs> One of those teams from up there. Uh, actually, speaking of memberships, we should mention us. We hit 6,000 members not too long ago. That's a full credit to... Which is um, a fantastic effort from everyone in the office. Yeah, full credit to all, all the staff involved here. So. Full credit to the boys and full the girls <laughs> in the office. Well, what a bandwagon to jump on. We you know, we win FFA Cup games, we play in semi-finals, <laughs> we win games in Perth against the Premiers. What a side. Mate, it's coming home. <laughs> but I feel like we've hit 6,000 members very early in the season. I, th- I thought it took a bit longer last season to hit 6,000 members. No, I think it was around the same. It might have even been a little bit earlier last year. Oh, okay. I'd, have to, I'd have to go back and check. But, I mean, we only had, what, what was it, 6,500 or 6,800 last year or something like that. So we're, we're definitely on track to break or break the record. So We'll be is, there or thereabouts. Yeah. Interesting, considering how good we have not been. Well, yeah, historically in years gone by, but I think we'll always have that sort of core group of, you know... That 5,000 5, core 6, group? 6,000 yeah. that, that will be there no matter what. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be agreeing with that if uh, we're doing as well as last year, this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, we did draw our first two games last year, actually. Yeah, no, but, you know, if we'd, <laughs> if we'd start off the season the way we ended, you know... yeah. Yeah. The way we ended the, um, the Mike Mulvey era. 2K, maybe. Right, on to another derby. Uh, victory versus Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, uh, the well, it's potentially a wooden spoon derby. Oh, victory aren't that far oh. down the table, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Well, no. We, we, are we going to finish above victory this year? Well, we currently are. So we're so going right. to finish above victory this week. <laughs> this year? Uh, <laughs> we're above them with a game in hand. Certainly, so. not, in the, exactly. certainly not in the expenditure stakes. They've conceded <laughs> more goals as well, so look out. I think. Um, Can you see just, Kurtz lasting? Well, that was longer? what I was about to bring Ooh. up. It's, it's taking a while for them to gel under Kurtz. I rated um, Kurtz when he was at Adelaide. I thought what he was trying to bring in there and the style of football that he was trying to bring in there was, was good for them, was good for the club. Um, did it take Adelaide a bit to adjust to his did. style as well? It did take Adelaide. And, and it took victory a while to um, to get things started over the last couple of years as well. They've started slowly. Um, I think they can get it together. It might take another couple of weeks. Um, they've got the personnel for it. I just Naboo wonder if being ex, out is a big loss as well. I just well. wonder if uh, ex-Adelaide coaches are cursed, like Gumbelt, West Sydney. Yeah, it is the ex-Adelaide coach Kurtz. Mm, don't do that again. <laughs> Is, uh, I just got that. I, I literally just clicked in my brain. I'm like, oh, God. Is uh, Milligan making a comeback then? Is he still available? I don't know. Will they go to Milligan for the rescue? I think he might be he's, he's He's in Scotland, isn't he still? Yeah. But I isn't he on the outer? I must have read something recently about him. And I don't know where he's going. No, he's at Southend. Is it Southend oh, in he's the in, UK? Yeah, he's in lower leagues in England. Yeah, he was, he was in Scotland, though. Yeah, he was at Hibs for a season. Yeah. Um, and now he's playing in League One with Southend. Hmm. Adelaide, Brisbane. Brisbane haven't been very good, have they? I don't think so, no. I don't think they... Uh, Fowler's style of play, I don't think, is working for them at the moment. Again, it's, what, four, three, four games in, so it's probably harsh to judge, but, yeah, I don't think they've been that great. Yeah, they, they still haven't found a win in their first three games, Brisbane. Um, Adelaide coming off the bye, maybe got the fresher legs there a little yeah. bit and, and probably favourites at home. 
Um, like you say, Josh, I haven't really rated Brisbane this year. They're playing a lot of long ball football. Um, having a look at their stats over the last last few games, they've played nearly 70 long balls each game um, compared to <laughs> wow. other teams that are playing. Might you know, as well be watching AFL. That's, yeah, exactly. that, is, that is proper like English lower league football. And that's potentially what you're going to get out of out of a coach like Robbie Fowler. Yeah. Um, a few Brit- British players in there as well. Yeah. You know, might be used to playing that sort of style. To so be fair, I think he's tried to play a different style to that, but it hasn't really worked out with... Yeah. It's sort of like panicked. Pitch. Panicked so play at the end of games. Into, yeah, they yeah. get in, As soon well, as they was, start playing long balls, they mm. start looking better. That was what I was going <laughs> to say as well. They've, they've actually played more passes than most teams during the course of the games, but they're playing a lot more long balls as well. So they're averaging around 550 passes a game. Um, whereas other teams are around that sort of 450, 460 mark. Um, but yeah, that's 70-odd long balls, 75 long balls a game. <laughs> it's a little bit much. I think what will help him is if Roy starts finishing those chances off. But Roy couldn't finish his yeah, breakfast. Yeah. I was going to say... We don't, want him, we, don't, we don't want him to Roy? finish them off because you know, he's, he's never been a great finisher. But there's a, there was a couple of misses in that game and then the one the game against Victory where you're like, how have you missed that? You know, But again, it's Roy, so... He always misses and miss, misses more than he than he uh, scores. So they need to fix that. You know, I think them creating some chances. They've be, they've created chances, okay, but it's just finishing them off where they're going wrong. But I I definitely think that Brisbane are going to finish below us this season. I'm Oof. confident. There's there's my there's my um, big call. I don't think it's that big a call. I, I honestly think they'll finish outside the six. Mm. No, I think the best thing that could happen to them is Roy needs to kick someone so he gets suspended for eight weeks and then they'll be able to change things around and they might find someone who can finish. What's that young fella? Um, eight weeks. Wenzel uh, Halls. Wenzel Halls could come in and start, you know, ripping the place up. He played well the end of last season. Yeah. I think he should probably get, get a bit more game time. But well, if Roy keeps missing his one-on-one mm. chances... But again, it's, you know, maybe it's the, the, older, the older head up front. Maybe is what is getting Roy the starts. So and probably the amount of money that they've shelled into him yeah, as well. Yeah, he's on. He's on a. He's on, he's he, on a lot of he, money. He did to okay. the. He did to the Jets what he did to us. Just left for more money, which no, no. I guess is is. I guess it's you know it's his prerogative to make as much money as he can because he's not got many years left. But you know, I think how much do you reckon? Yeah, speculation, of course. But how much do you reckon he's on? Too much. Yeah, yeah, far too much. Absolutely. So I think he was on. Between 250 and 270 at the Jets. And he would have taken more to go up to Brisbane. So, far too 300, 300, 350 possibly. Yeah, entering, you know... Marquee, marquee not money. Not quite marquee money, but yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Higher up, money. higher up compared to a lot of other players. He loves Australia. His oh league. yeah, because he's just... Ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. Right, so on to the ESPN tips, you're... Nephew Cal as equal first now. Oof. Who is sex, drugs, and Carlton Cole? Yeah. Show your face. Come That's on. you getting contact, please. We don't know you, but we love you. Yeah, I swear well I saw something that said I'm that guy, but I forget who it was. Or it might have been no, someone no, who that said was, that was someone else. That was, was Benos. Bendy. No, Bendy. Oh, that's Bendy. right. That's Bendy. right. It was Bendy. Was like, ben, who's Bendy? Ben, somebody. He revealed himself on our page. Thanks for that, Bendy. Doing all right there, sitting in 11th. Ted yeah, not bad, not bad. Just ahead of not the... Not bad. Look at that rabble that's following Bendy. I, I just snuck <laughs> in there in 14th. Well, you want to have a look at the rabble that's above that? Mm. Aaron and I are 13th and 14th. Oh, it's Jimmy 12th, well, I thought Aaron I got two 13th, this myself week. 14th. So I only got one. No, I got two. I think from now on, possibly, we should be asking Fred the questions, because he has gone ahead of us. Uh, yeah, and you know who else yeah. is ahead of that? 
Have years. a look at who's winning it from six, baby. It's I, Pete Pryor. I'm blinded <laughs> to six. I can't see that. <laughs> I have to talk to Fred about deleting your tips. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's it for another week. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back after the city match. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Love you too. Adios and Valconeos. Yeah, I'm leaving GA. And if it weren't for Kilo and pretty senoritas, I'd have no reason to stay. Adios and Valconeos. Yeah, I'm leaving.